Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Close, an adrenaline-pumping action thriller written and directed by Vicki Jusen, also known for the film Born of War, is inspired by the life of the world's leading female bodyguard, Jackie Davis. The film stars Nomi Rapaz as Sam, a counter-terrorist expert used in war zones who takes on the job of protecting Zoe, played by Sophie Nelisi, a young, rich heiress, but a violent kidnapping forces the two of them on the run. Now they've got to take some lives or lose theirs. We're joined today by the writer and the director of this wonderful action thriller, and that was the, and the film is called Close, and we're joined today by Vicki Jusum. Vicki, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, where did the story, did you sort of find out about, or did you get interested in sort of uh, the world of bodyguards, and then did that lead you to the world of how many women uh, are in bodyguards? How did the story come about? Um, the story came about because I'm basically driven to tell the stories of strong female protagonists in genre movies. So I was researching women who have extraordinary jobs, and I came across the world of bodyguards in an article in The Telegraph called uh, Women in Grey. And I was immediately really intrigued because I didn't know that much about it. And I rung up the woman who was being interviewed, who's called Jackie Davis, and asked to meet her, and she lived in London. So we met in this uh, dodgy East London pub. And she gave me an insight into her world, and it, it was much far, far further reaching than just VIP work. She also did child rescue. She protected people from Russian assassins. Her life was kind of like nine movies, and I <laughs> couldn't really believe it. So I felt that this was um, an incredibly interesting story and world to tap into, especially because she was also a normal woman who had her own personal life. And for me, it was sort of fascinating to see how living this very adrenaline packed, dangerous life affected um, a person's normal life. Did you, upon meeting her, just have this sense that you were going to move forward with a project that involved telling her story? And if, if even if it wasn't at that initial meeting, at what point did you approach her and say, I, I really want to turn the circumstances, your, your, some of your, your experiences into a, into a feature film? What was that reaction like from her? Uh, it kind of, it kind of was at the initial meeting because prior prior to the meeting, I she'd written a book which I'd read called The Circuit, um, which was absolutely brilliant. And so I knew when I met her that I would like to develop uh, a story around that world. And so right from the get go, I, I was upfront about that and said I'd, I'd love to make make a film sort of inspired by your life and inspired by you as a person. And she was very receptive to that. Yeah, having read, written a book about her life, I can imagine that she was willing to to make that leap. It's it that sounds like that would be something that she would she would be with. Now, did did you bring her into the production of it? Was she on set? Did you did how, how did that relationship sort of uh, change once you started the production of of Close? So she was involved every step of the way. So she consulted on the script so that we could make sure that we got all the detail right all, and, and, and get the authenticity of her world in, into the story. And then she was involved during prep. 
Noomi came on board the project probably about a year before we started shooting. So she and Jackie hung out quite a bit together, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. And then Noomi did a an intense mini version of the FIA bodyguard course uh, about nine days before we started shooting with about seven of them, which Jackie was running. Mm-hmm. And then Jackie came on set. Uh, she flew out to Morocco and was there when we were doing some of the more intense action pieces. Well, Nomi is... And she was involved in the edit, actually. She came to some test screenings. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, Nomi is completely believable. As much as she has the, the sort of the physical presence, it is the psychological uh, set uh, state of mind that she possesses in, in this role that is makes it such a uh, a believable and accomplished kind of performance on her part. She feels like this is something that's well within her uh, in her expertise to be able to do. I, I, I think as sort of as an actress and being able to in, inhabit the character the way she does, it's, it's a terrific performance on her part, not only for the physicality and, and sort of for what she has to accomplish as a bodyguard, but also she brings another another side to that character as well. So I thought she did a, a just a terrific performance. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think she's brilliant, and I think she maybe has this emotional honesty that she brings to any part that she does. She kind of fully commits and submerses herself into that character. And for her and I, it was very important that Sam was this layered person who had a lot more going on um, beneath the surface. And I, I think Numi as a person, even when you sit and have a cup of tea with her, there is something always going on in the back of her eyes and and it needed someone with that intensity um to be able to completely and utterly convincingly play that role um and also numi is very uh physically capable so you really believe her in those moments i think what's quite unique about her is that she gives herself over to those action sequences from an emotional place um Obviously, at the beginning of the film, she's very controlled and it's very professional. But as she starts to unfurl and Zoe starts to pierce her armor and starts to sort of appeal to her uh, maternal nature that she's been sort of running from all these years, she starts to fight from a place of more raw emotion. And then I think you get very invested in those moments because you really feel her pain and you feel her power, um, which is what I think Numi does so brilliantly. I agree. And I think uh, for people who are going to be watching uh, close, by the way, it's premiering this coming Friday, uh, January 18th on Netflix, so you can check it out. But I I think people should pay close attention to the very beginning of the film uh, because there is a sort of a, 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 um, you drop a clue into her personal life, her, her life as not just as a mom early on in the film and if you got to kind of play be paying attention because it does come up a little bit later in the in the film in terms of sort of the the way it plays out in 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 her character's uh involvement with Zoe as well. One of the things that I really appreciated about the film close is that the it there's the most dynamic characters in the film are all women. And that they and and that the way that you're able to kind of very subtly change the dynamic as the film progresses. There are things that we assume at the beginning of the film that turn out not to be the case later on in the film. And I, I just thought you did a wonderful job of not only presenting three strong women in these dynamic roles, but also in terms of perception of what's happening. Um, I, I'm sure this is in the writing, but tell me a little bit about your sort of your process. 
Um, yeah, I, I, for me, I'm sort of influenced by films like Thelma and Louise, which I think are, you know, is a great example of a, of a movie about two women and a very positive relationship between those two women, and they're very different women. Um, so as a fundamental building block, I knew that I wanted the relationship between the bodyguard and the principal to be integral to how the story unfurled. And I wanted to make sure that both of the characters started and ended in very different places so that we felt that they'd both gone through a material change in in their makeup um, because of their relationship and their interaction with each other. And Rima is sort of like the red herring because uh, we think that she's, you know, I should, probably shouldn't give any yeah, spoilers yeah. away, but, you know, she presents as, as yeah. not a good person, but um, what we end up learning throughout the film is that she's also dealing with maternal issues and her place in that role in Zoe's life, and so that's where that payoff comes in at the end. And she's also dealing with running a huge corporation, which I found quite interesting because in the, in her backstory, she had, um, it was her family's company, but she had given the ownership and the running of it to her husband and he's died and now she's suddenly back in charge of this business but she's she's sort of like a fish out of water and having to prove herself and I thought that was all quite it resonated uh, with with a lot of what's going on at the moment in the world really yeah again that's exactly what I was what I was driving at with Nomi her's character <clears throat> excuse me and Indira Varma's character there there are you defy expectations or you defy stereotypes, but also they they do. They end up in very different places. And I think that what's one of the reasons this makes this film such a uh, a wonderful watch is that it, it, things are not as they seem. And you, you need to sort of pay attention in addition to a very accomplished action sequences in the film that are extremely um, well done. Congratulations on that. But you keep this action film moving along with a lot of good action, but you've also given us some three-dimensional characters in in the process, which I just I really appreciate about the filmmaking here. Oh, it's great. Thank you. I mean, I really believe as a filmmaker that you can only really enjoy action, or action's only really good if you care about the characters, because then you invest in their peril and their plight. And I really believe it's important that they fail sometimes so that you see them persevere and win against the odds. So for me, it was always like in our writing process as well, we were always saying the character's got to drive the action. We can't just sit down and go, let's shove some set pieces in. They have to be there organically. They have to have come for a reason. We have to learn something about the characters whilst they're experiencing those action sequences for them to really mean something because the action's quite brutal and raw and intense and and quite claustrophobic. They're not sort of um, big pieces of theatre action. They're they're, they're sort of tighter than that. They're more involved. So I knew that the the character linked to that was sort of integral to them working for the audience. Yeah, they're very much that. They're very much, they're they're very raw. Uh, And, you know, there's not a lot of embellishment. Nobody's jumping out of airplanes or, you know, doing spectacular stunts. These are what you would imagine those situations to present themselves as. Uh, I imagine that in the making of the film Close, and by the way, we're speaking with uh, the the director of the film Close, and that's uh, and writer as well, Vicky Jusen. I would imagine this was a in some ways a difficult shoot. Uh, you you seemed like there was uh, I don't know where this was shot, but it it sure it looked like it presented some sort of challenges in terms of production. Or was that the case? 
Yeah, I mean, we filmed in Morocco um, and we shot the whole movie in five weeks and the opening sequence right up until when the credits roll, we shot in a day. <laughs> so it was very challenging in terms of trying to deliver those action pieces which really do need time in order to basically just on a very fundamental level get the coverage that you need so that you've got room to tell the story in the edit suite uh, to get that level of, of coverage on a daily basis was you know we were we were pushing ourselves and, we, and I was having to push the crew quite hard to achieve that so um, it, it was it was there were days where it felt like a bit of a battleground um, yeah. but I was very fortunate that I was surrounded by people from so from my actors who were massively we were a team and we all had the same vision and Numi and I felt very much like a partnership to beyond that to my key crew um, my my co so I co-write with my with my producer Rupert Whittaker and he's always sort of protected my vision and and made sure and fought for me to get as much as I can on the screen. So uh, whilst, you know, it was like an independent budget, uh, Rupert would make sure that we had two cameras, for example, because I really felt like it was very important to be able to deliver on those sequences to have two cameras shooting and to make sure that we had access to the helicopters on the day, those days that we needed. Yeah. Um, and like the water tank scene to do the fish sequence, actually we kept having this continual discussion while we were shooting about whether or not we were going to have to lose it because of because of the budget yeah. and um thankfully some of the key financiers were very attached to it so we ended up being given we were given an afternoon to shoot that in the pinewood underwater stage so the amount of planning that had to go into that so that we could execute it because there was no time for mistakes yeah. was um stressful there was a lot of pressure <laughs> uh, but i so believed in the movie and i so had uh, i had such a strong vision for it that we just we kept hammering on every day and yeah. Um, with the right team behind you, I think that's that's very possible. Well, I also had a, a stunt coordinator was a man called Julian Spencer, <clears throat> who really shared the same vision for that, those very visceral fights. He did the fight sequence in Eastern Promises in the Hammam. Oh, wow. So he was like completely the right guy for yeah. the job. Yeah. Um, and my DP I've worked with for a very long time, Malta Rosenfeld. So he and I had actually been working on the movie for six months before we started shooting, just in our weekends and spare time. So we really were able to create that world together. And then we brought on board Clemens Becker as our, as our camera operator, and he shot like all of Greengrass's movies. So he had this fantastic exp level of experience that he could bring bring to the shoot so wow. i was i was very i was surrounded by all the right people so whilst it was a fight we were all fighting the good fight together which was which was a great experience wow what a great crew i, I have i have one last question for you because you mentioned it at the top of our interview and that is you said when when you met jackie davis and you said there's there's a bunch of movies in her. Yeah. Is there? Do you see a possibility of this character carrying forward? If uh, if you feel like you've got the sort of an audience, and you feel like you've got the reaction you want from the film, do you see this as a possible uh, another another film or a, or a kind of an episodic uh, character? Absolutely, we've we've actually acquired the rights to her book now, The Circuit, and we are definitely uh, in the process of developing more content because there there are so many stories in in her book, and it's such a fascinating character that I, I think there's a there's a lot more there's a lot more room in there. Well, congratulations on this film. It is a terrific watch. It's on Netflix. It starts on this Friday, January eighteenth. Uh, be looking for it. The film is called Close, and we've been speaking with the writer and the director, and that would be Vicki Jusum. Vicki, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.